Hello everybody and welcome to episode 6 of the Fetch Everyone podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify and Stitcher and Fetch Everyone... <laughs> what are you laughing at? Just, I just still don't know what Stitcher is so it just no. makes me smile. Is anybody listening on Stitcher? Can you tell us what it is? Anyway, FetchEveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers and everyone really. The clue's in the title. And some websites put their best features behind a paywall. We don't. You can play with it all, and it's all supported by voluntary donations from happy users. So don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and also visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast to leave your comments and suggestions on the show. Hello, Katie. I'm here. Are you? I am. Yeah. <laughs> Just about, yeah. Yeah, you've, you've not been very well this week. At, no. Did think, we say that last week as well? Is it? I think it, well? yeah, it started last week. I think... I pretty much bumbled on with my virus all week, not really noticing it too much until the weekend when I kind of spent a lot of time on the sofa, just feeling very sleepy, but seemed to be back to it again. We got through a lot of Netflix, didn't we? We did. (laughs) Yes, we did. Can you remember any of it or were you just... (laughs) Yeah, really enjoying Better Call Saul. Yeah. Uh, What else did we watch? Was that it? We just... We just sort of mainlining that really. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've, I've been out running this morning and all the advice last week about long runs, I was very grateful for one part of it, which was to plan where your toilets are because I went out and did five miles this morning, or that was the plan anyway, and about three miles in, the engine light came on and my backside was going, we're in trouble, Ian, we're in trouble down here. Something's going on. So luckily I knew where the loos were. But if, you, if you're not familiar with that kind of story, then frankly... You haven't been running long enough because we've all been there, right? Mm, I, I've certainly had runs like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that I found really helped me to not need toilets was to stop eating bread before my long runs. Um, and in fact, I seem to have stopped eating completely before my long runs. So I just go for a long run on nothing but water and something else. But I'm going to talk about that later, so okay. won't go into that now. In theory, you've got enough stuff stored in your muscles to run for about two hours anyway. But Yeah, it's only hasn't been an issue for us to do long runs up to 10 to 12 without needing anything to eat beforehand and I think you've gone even further than that yeah but we'll talk about that later Later. Um, meanwhile we've got some comments from users which is always really really nice to get your comments because like Katie said a couple of weeks ago gives us something to talk about doesn't it so JCB said enjoying the podcast but what about some sort of theme tune or like little sort of bing bongs in between each um, section so uh, so that you know when the next bit's coming along. Yeah, we'll look at it, but what we don't want to happen is to spend too long actually producing this podcast. I mean, obviously you can tell that our editing values are sky high already, so we don't want to spend too long. That's one of the reasons why I didn't do vlogging for any length of time was uh, just the whole editing process putting it all together sorting it all out was the thing that took up most of a whole day and in my position where I'm the only one sort of doing all the coding and stuff that really eats a lot of time out of my week so I'll have a think about it maybe the theme tune maybe not so much of the other right theme tune Katie. sing the theme tune <laughs> yeah that's an offer folks from Katie so no yeah do you th- could you write us a theme tune? <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. All right, Vera. <laughs> anyway. We've also had another message from Evil Pixie. If some of you have been reading her blogs, then you'll know she's going through a bit of a tough time at the moment looking after a poorly parent. And she's just sent us a message and it says, Hey Fetch, 
I'm not up to recording an audio clip, but I would really appreciate it if you could do a heartfelt thank you to all the Fetchies who have passed on love, hugs and best wishes after my news this week. It's going to be a tough time going forward and I know that I'll always have love and support from this amazing site and the family you have built. Pixie. Oh, I, I know exactly how this feels, Pix, and it's really tough because when my dad got his diagnosis, I was pretty much just flattened by it, um, and I got loads and loads of support from Fetchies, which was wonderful and helped me through the whole thing, really. So um, we are thinking about you, and there are other people out there um, in Blogland also having a tough time, and we, we do read and we do think about you, and yeah, we're glad that you're you're getting the support from, from Fetchies, Pix, and hopefully you're getting support from elsewhere too yeah and just in a, in a way thank you for sharing mm. stuff that's really important in your life because um you know it, it helps other people as well to see that you know maybe if they haven't talked about something that's affecting them it's good for them to see that there are other people out there going through it so yeah. it's, it's good to share definitely yeah um, we've had a question, a recording from Mile Monster, which has been great. And uh, so we're going to listen to that question now and then uh, Ian is going to answer it. What's higher, the daily mileage logged or the number of words written in all the blogs each day? So um, great question and absolutely loving the real life in, in the background there. As genuinely, we don't want your recordings to be perfect just send in your questions because we absolutely love it yeah it reminded me of that um news clip where the the guy is being interviewed and the kids just burst into the bedroom to uh disrupt him and then you see the a lady sort of dashing in after them to to rescue them from the situation so yeah more of that sort of thing to answer the question obviously it varies from day to day if i just picked a sunday then i think the miles would probably outweigh the words uh, so what I did was I looked at the whole of 2018 and the word count from our blogs for 2018. I've got a golden envelope here. <laughs> the word count was... He's th- lying. <laughs> the word count was 3,696,886 words written by you guys in 2018. Now our running mileage was just slightly higher at 3.9 million. Add to that... 1.9 million miles of biking, 25,000 miles of swimming, and 167,000 miles of cross-training. That's a figure that's rising quite a lot. You're looking at me all puzzled. I'm a bit confused. So you're thinking, like, how can you be doing weights whilst moving? <laughs> no, it's a lot of walking. People are really logging their walking. Can we edit that out? Because that's so obvious that you said it. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, so people are increasingly Proud logging to be their... stupid. <laughs> logging their I was walking. Yoga. Yeah. Yeah. You do you that. not shuffle? Do the sort of bum anyway, shuffle anyway as you go? Go on, go on. So more and more people are logging their, their walking and because partially because of like games like Who Squares Wins, uh, and also just because I guess walking is becoming more of a thing on the site. Interestingly, though, the word count for January was 373,000 and the running mileage count was only 361,000. So clearly we do a bit more talking in January and maybe planning for the year ahead than we do actually getting out there and doing it. But it's cold, isn't it? It is. It's cold. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of features to mention from the site, a couple of like interesting developments this week. 
First of all, I've been working on a training summary, something that summarises your entire month. Because this is an audio description, it's probably quite tricky for you to sort of picture it perhaps, but imagine one of those rocket lollies where you get all the different colours and you just have to sort of... Are you, are you picturing that? I'm picturing it and wondering where the hell you're going. So there's this graph and it has multi-colours on it and it shows you the different paces mm. that you run. So it starts off with like a green layer at the bottom and then an orange layer, then a yellow layer, then a red layer at the top. And it just reminded me of one of those lollies that's shaped like a rocket that has multi-colours on it. Okay. Anyway, it's much easier if you come and take a look at fetcheveryone.com forward slash month. You can see that sort of thing. You can summarise any month in your training it applies massively if you use a GPS for your running. If you don't have a GPS and you have an iPhone, you can use the Fetch app. Come and take a look and I'll try and post some pictures of it as well. So you, if you're not logging your training with us, you can at least see what sort of stuff you can get. And the second thing was um, who squares wins. I, do, I know some of you play that and others have sort of dipped in, dipped out. But there's now a feature where you can take a little break. For some of you... Playing week after week after week was getting a bit monotonous and everybody like needs a week off every now and again. So now there is a feature where you can just visit at any point during the week and say, right, I want next week off. And then you won't get put into a match. Hopefully that makes the game a bit easier for those of you who want to drop in, drop out. Katie, you like playing that sometimes? I do. I, well, I, I haven't had a week off, actually. Well, because the feature hasn't been available, probably. Um, but maybe I do need a week off because I've been up against it the last two weeks. I've had Binks last week, who I may as well forget ever even thinking about getting higher mileage than him. And also Jigs, so both tough opponents. I know I've lost both of my games there. But yeah, it's a good feature. I like the idea yeah. of having a little bit of time out of it sometimes. For those of you who don't know the game, there's a, a big square around your home point, which can be anywhere you choose you can set your home to be where you do most of your running and you run around the squares in your home square and try and capture as many as you can meanwhile you're playing against an opponent who could be anywhere else in the world they're running around their square and every time they run in a, in one of the little little squares they little get squares within the squares yeah they get they get points in there so you're kind of battling against them it's kind of like a turf war sort of game um, you can play that at fetcheveryone.com forward slash WSW. That's who squares wins, WSW. Lovely. And on the forum this week, the thread that I'm going to highlight is how was your swim today? I, I like it because we just tend to pop in and just put a few little details down about what we've done at the pool or in the river or wherever. Um, sometimes things get a little bit interesting when we start talking about lane etiquette. I was going to do a lane etiquette rant this how morning. How was your swim today, Katie? How was it? Well... <laughs> I'm glad you asked that, actually. Fanny um, I went to a different pool today. I went to um, Kempston Pool. It was a bit different to my normal pool. I usually go to a pool that's um, in six lanes. It's pretty serious. It's quite sort of, you know, get on with your swimming kind of place. And the pool I went to today was not quite like that. Um, it was a little bit more gentle. But also had the weirdest shallow end. So shallow, in fact, that I managed to stub my toe. Was it sort of beach style or what? No. <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, what threads have you been looking at? Well, I just wanted to ask you about the plaster count as well. I guess that was a good sign. Like, how oh, many plasters did you find? None. But last time I, I had my swim last week, I did actually have a plaster just laying there at the end of my lane. 
outside of the water. Well, yeah. Maybe someone's fished it out then. Yeah, I should have put it in the bin, I suppose. Yeah. But it's just that, yeah. There was one time we took the, the GoPro to our, our local pool because we were doing some sort of filming, filming each other's uh, swimming stroke. And we put the GoPro on the bottom of the pool as we swam up and down. And as well as looking at our swim stroke, the other thing that we noticed were all these little bits and bobs that just kind of were floating past. Yeah, it was a bit so off-putting, really. It's best not to look, I think. Just sort of get on with it. And that's why you always breathe out of the water, not in the water. That's true. Yeah, you don't want to plaster your mouth. Um, my threads, I've picked two threads from the forum this week. <laughs> Sorry, but can I just point out that the other reason you breathe outside of the water is that... Yes, so you don't, Joan. I'm glad <laughs> you got there in the end. So anyway, I picked a couple of forum threads this week. The first one, which is a really good one, is called the Fetchy Flab Fighters. And I think it's Fetchy Flab Fighters 2019. The reason why it has the year on it is the, this whole idea of putting the past in the past and, and thinking about where you are now. And one of the things that drew my attention to it was a graph that Sai posted. And he picked up about five years' worth of his weight data... And it was going up and down, and he'd sort of put little annotations on it to say, this is when the kids were born, this is when I started drinking again, this is when I stopped drinking. Okay. This, is, this is like all these different life events mm. that he he's associated with the, the weight going up and down. Yeah. Um, and it got me thinking about um, like how much I'm drinking and, and when I drink, and whether or not you know that's something that I can do more to sort of control. So... It's a good thread for lots of discussion about weight loss, weight management, and, and just sort of being sensible about it, and the support is pretty good on there. And the other thread, talking about the swimming pool mm. uh, stuff that you found, it's <coughs> called Disgusting People at the Gym. It's quite a long-running thread, and it started off with uh, someone posting about seeing a, a man in the changing room with <laughs> one leg up on the bench using the public hair dryer to uh, just give his undercarriage a nice little uh, little dry off. Yeah, I mean, people do seem really, really determined to get every bit of moisture from that area. I mean, I've seen some interesting toweling techniques as flossing. well. Flossing. Yeah, the kind of flossing sort of idea, which makes me wince a little bit. Um, but each to his own. Live and let live, Yeah, so long as you keep st- stick to your own. <laughs> well, as long as you do keep uh, that towel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be using yeah. that man's towel. Not really. Um, so there's a, there's a ton of kind of amusing... Can I just also yeah. I've never seen a man in a changing room doing that with his towel because <laughs> okay. I'm usually in the ladies' changing room. Yeah. You have had a, a man walk in, didn't you, once? No, no, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't walk into the ladies, but um, <laughs> we get a lot of kind of uh, kids coming for lessons and stuff like that. And the kid was in the pool, so there's not a story about the kid. But the kid's mum came into the men's changing room to just grab the kid's goggles or towel or something like that. And I literally just put the towel in a in a suitable place, so I was covered up. But this woman just barged in without even. Another thread, though, that's been a lot of fun. Oh yeah, is... going off feast. <laughs> no, no, is the uh, long run advice thread. And uh, last week we talked a lot about the advice that we've been given on that thread, and generally we just wanted to talk a little bit about the things that came up. One one person, I think it was Fleecy said that she she liked the way that when Ian said about pretending to be a hobbit, I sort of didn't bat an eyelid at that. You're so used to it. That's the fact. <laughs> I'm re- absolutely used to Ian saying the most weird things and just going, oh, okay, yeah. 
because that's just how his brain works, really. Um, I think my brain is getting sort of in tune with it as well now. So, but yeah, it didn't even didn't even make me um, miss a thing. Well, a heartbeat. Anything. <laughs> miss anything. You <laughs> you rarely do miss a trick. But, but yeah, it's it's definitely a kind of journey. And and if you imagine that you you've got some sort of quest to to fulfil, <laughs> then it makes it better. This. I'm just going to shoehorn in here a comment from Roberto N. Or is it Roberton? Who's going off piece now, then? I am. Okay. So, Roberton or <coughs> Roberto N. Please car- clarify. Or Pod. Robert on. Or Rob Erton. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Let us know at fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast how we pronounce your name, please. Anyway, he just said that completing a long run is something to be proud of. And just like tossing your ring into the cracks of doom, um, it is some, It is an achievement. When you've pushed the distance a little bit, it just feels like you've, you've done something. So totally on board with that one. Thank you for that comment. I, I really liked um, what Smug Bloke said about park runs. And it is really useful sometimes to either have a park run you're aiming for to finish your long run. Um, I've done that before. I've sort of wanted to get to the start of park run by sort of 11 miles and then and then get round park run, and that's often been a good way of doing that first longest run of your training cycle. Um, but also a park run sandwich, apparently, is, is another way of doing it. I've not done that one, but you do a bit, you do your park run, you do a bit more. Yeah, it's quite nice turning up. You've, you're feeling tired, but all these people are just starting. If you start right at the back, then chances are your pace is going to be somewhere in the middle of, of all of those people. Yeah. And, and so you can slowly pick people off. You can say hello to people. You can go, well, I've just run 11 miles and feel a little bit sort of uh, yeah. chuffed with yourself. Well, you um, have to say that because obviously your pace is slower than normal. So you have yeah. to make sure you tell everyone. And they all want to know why all you're so red-faced, yes. yeah. <laughs> exhausted and stinking. One of the other things that I do, which is uh, the suggestion from Velociraptor, which is to have some kind of fueling strategy that you stick to every certain number of miles. So you kind of tick off your miles and you have your gel. For me, when I was doing my long run training for my last marathon, it was jelly babies for me. So every two miles I was allowed a little jelly baby to nibble on and it's ridiculous what a little lift that gives you but it sort of does it just kind of perks you up not probably in any kind of real actual nutritional sense I mean I guess the sugar could perk you up a bit but it's just that feeling of one less jelly baby two miles done I, d- I don't know a lot about mindfulness but isn't it a good sort of mindful thing as well that you just sort of live in that segment of the run that you're currently in it's really interesting that you bring this up because yeah because when we were doing our long runs and I was saying to you, I'm going to be really mindful about this long run and I'm just thinking about the mile I'm in, you got, I got a fair amount of Mickey taking from you about that. But it proves that I do listen. It does, it does. <laughs> but, and, and I've totally taken it on board, so whether or not I've acknowledged it as a result of Katie's suggestions or not, um, <laughs> it has gone in, so yes. you, you are sort of slowly improving me. Um, and I'd just like to take this opportunity to say publicly thank you for all your advice and support over the years. Um, Give me a hug. Oh, we are hugging. So Autumn Leaves has suggested adding your extra miles at the start of your run. And again, that is more of a mind game, isn't it? But I really I really like the idea as well. So if your long run route is usually eight miles, for example, and you go from your house and you do a loop, then obviously what you want to do is you want to sneak that extra mile in before you start your usual loop. So in a, a kind of a psychological way, when you're seeing your usual landmarks, you're imagining you're a certain distance into the run, but actually you've 
already done that extra mile. Yeah, yeah we you like that one to, too. You don't have to face running past your front door or the idea of not failing yes. because you've already done it. Yeah. So for more tips on long runs, whether to you want to leave those tips or just read about them, come and visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash long run and you can find plenty there. But what about when you've finished your long run? So one of the things that we've been talking about is the this whole nutrition thing. I was regularly doing sort of 10, 12, 14 with no water, no gels, no jelly babies, no nothing. And I was doing my run thinking, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm coping well. I don't really feel thirsty or whatever. And as I as those runs were starting to creep up, I was getting tired towards the end, but still coping. And then I'd get home and then I'd just be like blancmange on the carpet. Mm. And Katie can testify. Yeah, um, I mean, not just not just for a short time either. So he would be absolutely spark out on the lounge floor and then peel himself off the lounge floor and upstairs and presumably to go and have a shower, but actually not really appearing again for another few hours, having taken to the bed. And, um, and I think... <laughs> From the point of view of recovery, it obviously wasn't great for his body, but also from the point of view of when when you're training for a marathon and the rest of the household is not, if your long runs actually take the best part of an entire day because your recovery is so long, can add just that little bit more of a, a strain, I think. Yeah, um, so it's worth thinking about whilst you're on your run. Yeah. This is not just about surviving this run, this is about making sure that my body's in the best place to, to recover from it. Yeah, and I think what we started to do is I would cycle out with some water and bits and bobs and meet you. And... Tell me what was happening on Strictly. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd yeah. forgotten that. Yeah, yeah, so that was re- actually really useful. You, I was doing sort of 16 and 18s and you were meeting me with about three miles left to go and yeah. just sort of squirting water at me, giving me some food giving yeah. me a bit of encouragement yeah um, and I would look forward to that so um, if you have any other sort of post long run fueling tips we'd really like to hear about those I'm sure that'll be useful because of obviously we're in spring marathon season so if you come along to fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast and leave those comments thoughts ideas that would be great I tend to struggle a little bit after long runs and, and hard runs as well mm. my stomach just kind of goes nope nothing happening and then it'll just shut down and then I force feed a load of uh, toast into myself and I don't drink enough and my stomach just totally gets fed up with me and then I spend about six hours groaning and, and looking slightly, oh, I've slightly known it pained. Even, even longer than that. Yeah, yeah so, nice. so what I found is that the best option after a really tough run is something like chocolate milk. So you get some calories in, you get a bit of sweetness, you get something that tastes a bit nice and it's easily digestible. Yeah, because the first 30 minutes after you've done either a long, very long run or a hard session and a long swim even so I was having a chocolate milk after my long swims last summer Mm. Um, when I got up to sort of past the three kilometre mark I'd have a chocolate milk in my swimming bag and as soon as I got into the changing room as I was getting warm and dry I'd be drinking my chocolate milk to help my body recover it's all good it's a really nice reward and I think I read somewhere that your muscles are most sort of set up to take back in the glycogen that you've just used up in that brief period straight after exercise based on what I read it's really good to get that fuel in quick to to refuel and, and help that recovery but if you're like me and you put the toast in and then you're just like a mess for the next six or eight hours then you just need some other solutions so 
Tell us about yours, fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast. We've had um, a recording this week from Trin, and I think we're all going to feel extremely zen after this because she has the most calm voice. It's a really nice recording talking about the half marathon that she did recently in Torremolinos. Yeah, I'm going to feel quite jealous because it's probably quite warm there. Yes, (laughs) yeah, indeed. Anyway, here's Trin. Hello, Fetches. It's Trin, and I'm coming to you from Torremolinos just done the half marathon here and a little bit more at the end because I needed 20 miles today for my training for Barcelona. Um, Torremolinos half is quite a nice little race. A lot of downhill in the beginning, a long flat stretch along the front in the middle and then some nice sharp uphills toward the end and one particularly nasty one in the in the last K just before you get onto the track for the finish. Uh, finished in 155 so I'm quite happy with that but I also needed to add some distance because I needed 20 miles today for, for the marathon. So that brings me on to talking about how I tackle my long runs, which Katie was talking about the other week. I was told of a system a number of years ago when I was training for the Kent 50 challenge, and basically it's um, you decide on what minute mile pace you want for your long run, and for me it's 10 minute miles. Uh, my general running pace is between 8.45s and 9s, and my long running pace is, is 10 minutes. So then I take it in two mile chunks so what I would do is I would run to the two mile marker and then I would walk to 20 minutes and then I would run to the four mile marker and then walk to the 40 minutes and so on and it's it's a great little system because it gives you regular walk breaks and you're always running or walking into the next mile so the longest run you will have is on your first uh, one mile, two miles or however you want to manage it. And that's always worked for me and you always end up, because you've, you're always ahead of your mileage, you always end up slightly less than your average. Yeah, it's worth a try anyway. So now it's uh, Sunday afternoon and I'm just going to go home and have a big long bath and a rest and I'll see you in Fetchland. Oh, that was, that was lovely and I think that's another really awesome idea, getting those long runs done and tricking your brain and giving your body a bit of recovery at the same time. Interesting that Trin goes with two mile chunks as well, like I was talking about with a two mile jelly baby strategy. Um, but I think that's a really nice idea to to give yourself some maths to think about as well, in oh, a yeah. way. So yeah, sometimes just working out the maths is enough to get you through the next half a mile and yeah. get your brain onto something else. Yeah. I found doing the Draycott 20 in the build-up to Abingdon last year, I made myself walk through all of the water stations. Just knowing that I would have to do that, whether I needed it or not, was enough to sort of help to chunk it up a bit. Good. Thanks, Trin. And Thank uh, anybody else who'd like to uh, send us a contribution, you can email your recording to podcast at fetcheveryone.com. Or if you don't want to record yourself, you can just send us a question um, to that email address as well. So on to Six Nations then. Yeah, you're uh, quite happy this week. I'm quite happy this week. I think it was, well, you know, my, one of my predictions did not happen, which was the, uh, well, actually two sort of didn't happen, Well, in a sense. It was tough. It was. So um, my Scotland Island draw didn't quite get there, but it was, a, it was a good game to watch and quite interesting. Italy-Wales, obviously, 
uh, what I've heard said that it was going to be a runaway with Wales showing how they scored. Yeah, I think they made a few more changes than I was expecting them to, um, which always sort of puts the cat amongst the pigeons a bit. Italy played pretty well as well. It's a good strategy though. I think when you're when you're playing um, against a team that you are the favourite against, I think it's a good strategy to put in your inexperienced players and give them lots of time on on a big arena and give them the experience of that. And, yeah. I, and so perhaps because of that, Wales weren't quite as strong as they will be when they have their yeah. full-on team. My here. main hope is that by doing this as well, we haven't given England any kind of insight into what our tactics are, are going to be for the match because they, they won't have seen our, our key players in, in action come out fighting in two weeks' time. And, and my prediction for England winning, well, it even surpassed what I, I hoped for, but England certainly looked quite strong yesterday, so I'm really chuffed with how they did. Yeah, fearsome. And we've got a rest week this week, um, and then it's the, the sort of biggie for our household the following week, uh, England-Wales, so it's always a little bit of a, a difficult time. Should we do our predictions next week, or do you want to let's nail, do, them, no, nail no. them to the, no, let's do to the mask now? You know, I need to know what's happening with the, with you the squads. Check the injuries and the yeah. weather conditions, exactly. and consult the uh, yeah. horoscopes, and yeah, the position of the moon, and mm-hmm. so forth. Yeah, and the tides. Tides, mm-hmm. yeah. So we've gone on enough, I think, now. So please don't forget to subscribe. Visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast with your comments, questions and suggestions. And we will see you next time. ta Bye.